Are you alive tonight? I said, are you alive tonight? Hallelujah. Once again, I salute your bishop for the great work that he's doing in this place. The man of God came 17 years ago. given his life as a seed to this nation and by the grace of God we can see the fruit of the seed that has been sown and we thank God so much for his life you know we are all different we come from different cultures, different backgrounds. And for you to come into a new culture and to be like the people, to be able to reach some of them, it's, 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 it's wonderful. So we salute you, Bishop. We salute your wife. We salute your family for the great um, work you have done. And as I moved around, I testify and I say that this is the Lord's doing. But even what I see, I believe it's just the beginning. I believe. Like your building. Oh no, in a year's time, your building should be different. I said in a year's time your building should be different. Today I had the opportunity of going to where we started the church at first. And then from that community center I had the opportunity of going to the school. And I finally had the opportunity of going to um, um, uh, what do you call it? Georgetown. And when I even saw the building, I said, oh, this is a very nice... Are you, I see the pastor there and the wife. And I said, that this is a very nice... I mean, just entering the place, there's, some, there's something there. And I said, wow. I like this place. And then the Lord finally has brought him here. But even here, like I said, this is just the beginning. May God bless the work here. May we see gardens, car park, buildings. And somebody said something. He said, even if the building is changing, 
how much more the people in the building as your compound is changing the building is changing the ceiling is coming the tiles are coming carpet is coming may your life also change dramatically may your life never be the same again I said may your life never be the same again so I salute your bishop I salute the pastors all the guys that and women that have gone to the Bible school and have come God bless you Amen but once again I want to acknowledge our father I read our apostle our prophet our healing evangelist our pastor our teacher and our author of many books I believe that we are blessed to be one of the best churches you can ever get you see the things I'm sharing I'm sharing from this book by our father there are many fathers who know things but they are not able to document the things for their children to learn from there are many fathers who know things but they cannot even teach their children it's a blessing to have somebody who the things he does is able to document them, teach them, instruct his children. I haven't been to a Bible school before. Bishop hasn't been to a Bible school, but we have just been trained by him. They have gone to Bible school. We haven't gone to Bible school. You see, those who've gone to Bible school, they have the cross. We, we haven't gone to Bible school. We don't have cross. no cross but then he has trained us and instructed us what a gift we have in the person of our father Bishop Dad for you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you like you for you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you you deserve the glory you deserve the glory As we lift your holy name, you deserve, you deserve the glory. Worship the Lord and the honor. For all we lift our hands, all we lift our hands. As we lift your holy name, as we lift your holy name. For you are great, for you are great. You, you do miracles so great. No one, there is no one else like you. There is no one, there is no one else like you. For you are this. You do me.
establish your will in the gathering of your people. We honor you, God. We honor you, Father. We honor you, Holy Spirit. Move in our midst and establish your will. Grant somebody a miracle. Turn the situation around. Somebody heal somebody save somebody have mercy on me your servant and anoint me may I be a vessel of your hands set me aside let every gift be alive hide me behind the cross use my members to bring glory to your name Yes, every wake of Satan in the name of Jesus. I destroy every work of unbelief in the name of Jesus. Every seed of the enemy sown against this gathering, I come against it. I destroy it in Jesus' name. I lose your power upon us. Manifest your presence. Let your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said, Amen. <laughs> you may be seated. Thank you very much. Man of God, you deserve the glory and the honor. And the honor. Oh, we Is this Nakita? What's the name? I see. It's good to see you. Beautiful. Ah, I came purposely to shake you. Where's Terry? Hi. Good to see you. Expecting something tonight. Would you may be seated, please. Do you have a song? You have my song, isn't it? You got it? Beautiful. Well, once again, I'm I'm happy to be here. Yesterday, I told you that my general theme for our time of meeting is fruitfulness. And I'm preaching from this little book by our bishop. Wonderful book. So yesterday, my subtitle was Enough is Enough. Stir it up. I couldn't even talk about stir it up, but it was just Enough is Enough. You know, and I believe that my, and my, I made us understand that God's operation with us is for us to bear much fruit. It's to bear fruit. 
Jesus said that you have not chosen me, I have chosen you, I have ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So Jesus established that his purpose is for us to bear fruit. And we also looked right from the beginning where God made man. We looked at the animals, Genesis 1, 22. And then we looked at how God gave them the threefold blessing. And then in Genesis 1, 28, when he made man, he also blessed man. He said, be and give man the fivefold blessing. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. I hope you are hearing me and understanding me. I pray that you will understand me. Today I went somewhere, a lady spoke to me and I told Bishop, all that she said, I don't understand. I didn't hear anything. And Bishop said that you too, sometimes when you speak to them, they too, they don't understand. It's too weird. And I said, oh God, help me. As I preach, grant somebody understand me. They understand me. But God blessed man and said man should be fruitful. Multiply, replenish the earth, subdue, and have dominion. And I told you that that blessing that God said till today, it is working. Because we dominate the animals. Why do we dominate animals? Because God said so. And if God said that the animals, he blessed them threefold, fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Then human beings, he said, fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. And up to today, we are killing animals, huge animal bulls, which are bigger than us. We are able to organize them, and we are going to kill them, and they don't know that we are going to kill them. And we kill them, and we eat them. I don't know if they eat cats here. Do people eat cats here? Nah, you don't eat cats here? You have stopped? <laughs> but where I come from, people eat cats. And a cat is one of the dangerous animals to try and kill. Yes. I know a, a, fam, a guy, a man and his friends, every Saturday they'll meet in their, his house. They'll kill a cat. They'll eat the cat. They'll drink one day they were trying to kill the cat and something went wrong and the cat came out of the, the sack and the man had a, a, a son and the cat attacked the son and killed the son that was the end of eating cats And we dominate animals and we eat them. We kill them and we eat them. Why? Because God pronounced that we should have dominion over them. And up to today, we are killing animals and eating them. And I'm saying to you that if that thing is working today, then that blessing, which is even the first blessing he released, that be fruitful, then that blessing too must also must be working. That is why you have the potential and the ability and the power inside you to be fruitful. And I showed you a few people that God dealt with. Abraham. Nobody. 
struggle, he married, no child. You see, when you are, anyway, maybe here people don't have uh, situations of people looking for a child, but it's, if you are looking here, they don't have a, they rather, their problem rather is to not to have a child. Okay. <laughs> hey! That is wonderful. People are, you see, you are fruitful. You are fruitfulness. But you know, Abraham's situation at a point, Abraham was even discouraged. In Genesis 15, he told God, he said, there's nobody in my house. This Eliezer is the only person. And God said, no, relax. In Genesis 17, he said, relax. He said, as for me, my covenant is with me. He changed his name. And he said, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And true, 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 it came to pass. Isaac, same, Genesis 26, farming in the land. Isaac wanted to move away. God said, don't go. I will be with you. I pray that may God be with you. Oh, yes. Wherever you are, may God be with you. Listen, the the presence of the Lord, it makes all the difference. I'll show you one scripture, Psalm 84 verse 10. Just about the presence of the Lord. This one is just by the side. He said, a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. And for a day in your court is better than a thousand. He said, I'd rather choose to be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Listen, one day in God's courts is better than a thousand days outside his presence. I'm telling you, pray that every day you will live with the presence of God. Because one day in his presence is better than thousand days. Look at the equation. And if you live thousand days outside God's presence, somebody lives just one day. Oh, the benefit. And David said he would prefer to be a watchman. I don't know if you say watchman here. Or security man. In the house of God. Rather than to be the secretary at the presidential palace or whatever. I mean, everybody would like to work in the presidential palace. I mean, to be the secretary in the presidential palace. Your car has a sticker that it allows you to go in and out. I mean, anywhere you go, we know that this car is from the president. Everybody likes that. But, you know, David said that I can't guarantee the presence of God over there. But as for the house of God, I can guarantee the presence of God. So even if I'm security in the present house of God, I like it because over there, I can receive the presence of God. And the presence of the Lord is okay. David fought many battles. Never once was it mentioned that David was hurt in battle. And in Psalm 51, David said, Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. May God be with you. I said, may God be with you. I breathe the presence of the Lord. May it be with you. May God be with our children. Oh, yes. 
when God is with you, he makes all the difference. It doesn't mean that you will not go through, I don't know why I'm even preaching this, you will not go through situations, you will go through challenges, you will go through situations, yet his presence makes the way. Anyway, God was with Isaac, he sowed. The Bible says that that same year, the man had a hundredfold blessing. The man was great. He grew. He went forward. He was fruitful. Did we talk about Jacob yesterday? No. Oh, I didn't tell you about Jacob. Jacob's own there is a whole message. Jacob. Now I'm like, oh, I didn't tell you about Jacob. Because Jacob met Pharaoh and Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? He just asked him in Genesis chapter 47, verse 7. I didn't talk about Jacob yesterday. Oh, oh, I said tonight. No, tonight I'm talking about something different. Oh. But I like that one. He said, and Joseph brought, uh, and Joseph brought in Jacob his father and set him before Pharaoh. And then Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh asked Jacob, how old are thou? You know, it's a very simple question, isn't it? If somebody asks you, how old are you? I'm 47 years old. How old are you? I am 38 years old. How old are you? I'm 22. How old are you? I am 60. You know, but when God asked him, how old are you? Do you know the answer he gave? Listen to his answer. And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. And I have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. Oh! How old are you? Simple. How old are you? Look at him. The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and I have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of the Father in the days of their pilgrimage. Ah. Is it not serious? But you know, the man said something. He said, my days have been few and have been evil. And it's true. Life was not easy for Jacob. Jacob by his name is a supplanter, a deceiver. He robbed, he deceived his father to receive blessing. But when I look at Jacob's life, I realize that Jacob led also a life of deception throughout all his life. Yeah. When he ran away to his uncle Laban's house, and he was working. Let me quickly. I don't, I don't know why Jacob has come into the equation. <laughs> and he, he went to, let me just quickly, you know, just to let somebody know that it doesn't matter what you have been through and what you are going through. At the end of the day, God's promise for you is for you to be fruitful. Life was not easy for Jacob, I'm telling you. He was deceived throughout all his life. When he got to his uncle's house, he met one of the daughters called Rachel. He looked at Rachel and said, man, that's a beautiful girl, man. He said, Rachel, 
I got to manage the scale. And I, I don't know what it would take to marry the scale. I will marry her. Look, if you are not married, may somebody that's the move, that desire be in somebody's heart for you. I didn't hear the lady say amen. They don't want it. You didn't understand me. I am saying that. I am saying that Jacob saw Rachel and he said, I love this girl. I'll marry this girl. So he went to Laban and he said, Laban, I love your daughter. I want to marry her. What do I have to do to marry her? And Laban said, no problem. Work for me for free for seven years. They said, seven years, not a big deal. No problem. I will feed you. It will not be anything. I will go feed you. And I'm saying that if you're a lady here, may God put that desire in a man to, for you. That's what I'm saying. Now they understand. So for seven years, Jacob was working. And his desire was to marry and pay the bridal price for Rachel. On the seventh year, when the time came, he went to his father-in-law. He said, Laban, I finished. Laban said, beautiful. Let's have a party. Let's celebrate. It calls for celebration. They had a party. Celebrated. They drank. Jacob was drunk. In the night, he went into his tent. The father brought the bride into his tent. Jacob had a good time in his tent. He enjoyed himself. In the morning, he got up. He turned his hand and said, Rachel. Then, Rachel, my love. Then, he heard the voice. Yes, Jacob. They said, no, this is not, it's not a voice of Rachel. It's not a voice of Rachel. So he got, he sat up, he said, hey. He said, yeah, what, what are you doing here? You see, it, that, it, it, it goes to, he, he ha, you see, he had sex with Neil, but he didn't love her. That is why we say that sex, I mean, when you say, because you, so you have sex with somebody, so he loves you. You are making a mistake. Sex is not love. I mean, it, 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 there's a component of it, but if it is only sex, then you got it wrong. Yeah. He had a good time with Rachel, with Leah that night. But when he got up and he saw that it was Leah, everything changed. He went to Laban and he said, Uncle, why? Why? He said, oh, what's the problem? He said, yeah, I found Leah. He said, I'm sorry, sorry. I, I didn't tell you. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Over here, if the elder one has not married, the younger doesn't marry. We, we don't do it like that. Our it is totally different. I'm so it's my fault. I beg you, forgive me. I'm so sorry. Oh, 
when Jacob was working in the sixth year, Laban will see Jacob. He will look at him. Hey, Jake. <laughs> How you doing, man? But he, 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 there was something in his head. He didn't say, and Jacob too was deceived. He didn't know he was working. <laughs> working. Moving the animals. He was totally, that's what I'm saying that he, he's a deceiver, but he led a life of total deception. And he was deceived. After the seventh year, everything, they said, so what can I do to get richer? Another seven years, another seven years. The Bible says that they seem to be like nothing before Jacob. He did another for 14 years to get this girl richer. Hey! The love is deep. Did somebody love you deeply like that? My sister, you didn't hear me. I said, may somebody love you deeply like that? In the name of Jesus. You let me cut it short. One day, are you with me? I've not started today's message. Hey, hey, hey. Today I am preaching on. Hey, hey, hey. I have to be careful. Because today I am preaching on Jesus' supernatural. Jesus' laws on fruitfulness. That's what I'm preaching today. I've not started my message to Let me just finish with this one and then I'll just start. One day he was there. Then his sons who had gone to the wilderness with the animals came back. When they came back, they said, Ah, Daddy, this coat, don't you know this coat? He said, Ah, this is Joseph's coat. Then he said, Ah, Joseph's coat, yes. Then there was blood stain in the coat. He said, Oh, we saw this coat in the wilderness. And then we said, Ah, this is not this Joseph's coat. We said, Ah, can Joseph be here? Then we said, Oh, okay, let's take the coat. And we took the coat and we brought it. Daddy, so where is Joseph? He said, Joseph, I sent him to you guys. He should bring you provisions, he should bring you food, he should bring you drink. And he went wearing this coat. They said, Then we saw the coat in the wilderness. He said, Oh. Then they said, maybe some beast has killed Joseph and look at the blood in the coat. Oh. Then he said, Daddy. That started, the father started crying. He said, Daddy, don't cry. Daddy, don't cry. Oh, Daddy, don't cry. It's okay. Ruben, Simon, Levi. They said, Daddy, please don't cry. The, the man's heart was broken. He'll wake up in the morning. Then he'll be crying. He said, Daddy, eat. Eat. Don't worry. Don't, don't eat. Try. Let's give it to God. It is the Lord that gave and it is the Lord that has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For years, Jacob lived his life in pain and in sorrow and misery, thinking that his son that he loved had died. He sowed deception, but he reaped deception throughout his life. When Pharaoh asked him, he said, how old are you? Some are days. They are few and evil. Yeah. When Joseph sent to pick his father, the Bible says that when he saw the chariots and the things that Joseph had sent to pick him up, the Bible says that his spirit 
was revived in him. Which means that for many years he lived with his spirit unrevived. But you know, even with that, God's promise of fruitfulness, Jacob experienced it. And Jacob was blessed and he was fruitful. Even though things didn't seem to work in a certain way in his life. That tells me that it doesn't matter what is happening in your life. God's blessing of fruitfulness is for you. And today I'm going to talk about more fruits. My, my, my subtitle today is more fruits. More fruits. Yesterday I talked about Ishmael picking a bolo. Yesterday I talked about Ju- Joseph, the fruitful bow. May your blessing go over every wall. I like that one, you know. For every wall. As a foreigner, may you may the fact that you're a foreigner not limit you. May your blessing go over the wall. John chapter 15. Today I'm talking about more fruits. Yes. Because God's desire is for you to have more fruits. My prayer for you is to have more fruits. May you enjoy more fruits in your life. May your finances be blessed more. Financially, may somebody be blessed more in the name of Jesus. May you see fruit in your life. Abundance in your life. Amen. May glory and beauty and blessing be your portion. The ministry work, may we see fruit. May your basenta grow. May your choir grow. May your chapel grow. May your church grow. May souls, Genesis chapel, may it grow. Leviticus chapel, may you grow. Sam's chapel. Hmm? Samuel. Yes. May you see growth. It's one of the disheartening things you are dealing with something and the thing is not growing. And you have done all that you can do and the thing too is still not growing. You are looking at the thing and the thing is looking at you and you are looking at each other. It's not easy. But I pray for growth. Even in your own life. The students, may you excel our students. Yes. When you, I don't know what exam you write here, but when you write the exam, may you be on top. I declare every student connected to this church, may you be on top in the name of Jesus. May God's wisdom guide you to study. And may the Holy Spirit bring into your remembrance what you learn. And may you excel. There's a strategy in learning. May you excel. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. More fruit. John chapter 15, verse 1 to verse 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bear not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bear fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Somebody say more fruit. Verse 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. 
verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abided in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. The next verse. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. I like this in verse. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. Why don't you ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. And the final verse, it said, Herein is my Father glorified. That what? That ye bear much fruit or more fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Somebody said amen. The Father is glorified when we bear more fruit. May your life cease from being fruitless to fruitful. And may your life move from fruitfulness to more fruits. I pray that by the time we are through with our meeting, may the grace and the anointing to bear more fruit, may that grace and the anointing be upon you. Today I said I'll preach shortly and then we'll pray a little more. Maybe. And our prayer is that may the anointing to bear more fruit, may that anointing rest upon you. Now, there are just a few laws, but I'll start with an introduction. The first thing that we need to understand from the verse, very first verse, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. In this life, understanding is important. That is why in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, the Bible says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. But he says something, he said, in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore do what? Get wisdom. But he said, with all thy getting, get understanding. Understanding in the... One day, I had a... I will never forget. I always share it. I was in Cape Coast. My car. Nice car. I was going to do visitation or something. And I got to a point and the car wouldn't go. I cranked the engine. I can hear it's cranking, so it is not battery. I cranked the engine. I look at my fuel tank. There's fuel. So it is not fuel. My little understanding. I did everything. I tried. The car won't start. It was in the evening. I had to leave the car. Lock up. Take a taxi home. I didn't even continue where I was going. The following day, I called my mechanic. In the morning, I said, let's meet at the place. The mechanic came. I told him, look, the car won't start. Then he said, I should open the bonnet. I opened Start. I start. It won't start. 
I was there after about two, three minutes. He came with a fuse. And he said, Masa. In Ghana, they will say master. I don't know how you proceed. He said, Masa, I think this is the problem. I said, ah, this is the problem. <laughs> they said, yeah, this is the problem. The fuse. Then he said, excuse me. Then he came to, I was sitting under the distance. Then he came under the distance. He opened the place. And then he put his hand there. Then he brought a fuse. Then he shut the place. Then he went into the body. Then he put it inside. He said, start. I started to move. I was sitting in the car. I said, ah. The reason why this car did not start was because of a fuse. Even the fuse that we needed to replace, there were some right under the, the, the steering wheel. And I sat there the whole evening trying to start the car. And the car would not start. And the man with understanding came. Within five to ten minutes, the car was on the way. Understanding. I sat there and I said, hey, this life, if you lack understanding, you can go around something that should be a blessing to you. Something that's supposed to make your life go forward. You can just be around it. Because you lack understanding. Pray. That's why I said, wisdom is important too. Very important. But in all thy getting, I beg you, Get understanding too. Yes. I mean, if I want to, I don't want to preach about understanding. Because understanding, we can go on and on and on. Everything in life, you need understanding. Yes. Anyway. So, we need to understand this structure that Jesus is talking about. I'll finish. I'll pre- today I'll preach short. I can preach on him, but short. Jesus said something. He said, I am the true vine. My father is the husband man. Then in verse 4, he said that ye are the branches. Three important things Jesus introduced. The vine, which is the plant. The husband man, which is the garden man. And the branches, which bear the fruit. We. You need to understand this structure. In this life, God, there's a God factor in this life. There's a God factor in this life. You cannot live your life without God. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. And God is the husband man or the garden man. Many people are living this life without God. The only thing that, if you live a life without God, it's a life that will crash. It's a life of pain. It's a life of, I don't know what it is, disappointment and misery. Somebody say, don't Christians have disappointment? Yes, Christians have disappointment. But the God factor makes their disappointment different. I'm telling you, understand that in this your life, there is a God in this your life. That without him, you can do nothing. 
You don't come to church because of your pastor. If you, if you come to church because of your pastor, then you don't understand why you are coming to church. If you work in the church because of your pastor, then you have missed something. You lack understanding. <laughs> you think you are coming to church because of somebody. No. You are coming to church for your own sake. You need to understand it. I said you need to understand it. There is Daniel chapter 4 verse 17. I like that scripture. Are you there? You need to understand it. Daniel 4 17. What does it say? He said, this matter is by the decree of the watchers. And the demand by the word of the holy ones. To the intent that the living, you and I, we may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth to whomsoever he willeth and setteth up over it in the base of men. But I'm interested in the party said, we need to understand this matter that to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men. The most high, you, you need to understand that God is, he is in, if he comes to the kingdom of men and the matters that deal with us, God is the factor. Psalm 127 says, except the Lord build the house, the laborers will labor, but it will be in vain. Except the Lord keep watch, the watchman waketh, but it is in vain. Accept the Lord. We have a saying, we say, accept the Lord. I'm telling you. Hey, I can't, I, 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 if God is not with you, you are, you are finished. Thank God you have found Christ. Thank God you belong to a church like this. I'm telling you, you must appreciate it and thank God. Don't think that you are coming to church because of somebody. So when they annoy me, I don't come to church. You won't come to church. You have, you, you have missed something. And Sunday, I will share with you about a certain importance, still on fruitfulness, the power of the church. You'll be amazed. You will be amazed. Jesus said that I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. He is the plant. We are the branches and his father is the garden man. Every garden man is interested in the plant that is in his garden. Every garden man wants his plant to do well. God is more interested in you bearing more fruit than even you yourself. Have that understanding. God is, wants to see you doing exceedingly well than even you yourself want to. That is why you have no point to fail. That is why you have no point to be fruitless. That is why you have no point to remain at a certain level. Settle for less. No! Because God wants you to do well and God has more for you. Hallelujah! Let me carry on. I can go on and on. Without God, without God, we are nothing. Thank God for our... Look, you may have children without God. You, you, you have children, but you don't have children. And one of the saddest things to have a child 
who is wayward. It's a very sad thing. I pray for every wayward child here. I call that child forth. I call that child back. Every wayward child, I call you forth. I bring you to order in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Every, if any child is represented here that is wayward, wherever he is, whether America, wherever, I call them forth to order. I speak, I send for the word, and I call them back to order. In Jesus' name. All our children are blessed. All our children must be blessed. We cannot have children that are not blessed. No way. Our children must be blessed. But it's God. I can boast of my children. What? Oh, you know boast, but talk of them. And when I talk of them, I know it's God. I know the underlying factor is God. Your marriage, God. Yes. God must bless your marriage. Every marriage has its own challenges. Oh, yes. But God in it, we sail on. May you celebrate 10 years. May you celebrate 20 years. May you celebrate 30 years of marriage. May you overcome challenges. So, number one, understand that there's a God factor. Number two is Jesus. Jesus is the vine. I've not even started the law, so this is just introduction. Is it Karen or Karen? Karen. Yeah. You're blessed. And who is this? Yes, you told me your name, Akima. Okay. You brought your offering today? Okay, I'll pray for your offering. You may be seated. I remember your offering. May God bless your offering. She told me how much she was bringing. I said, wow, powerful offering. We will build the church. As you build the church for God, may God build a house for you. Everything I'm saying, I believe it all. And everything I'm saying, I've seen it before. Yes. Everything. Look, the man said to Jesus, don't come to my house. Stand where you are and speak. When you speak, heaven will enforce it. As I stand as a servant of God and I speak, may God enforce my words. I'm praying for our lost children. You have a child who is some way. May God touch that child and bring the child back home. Number two, understand the importance of Jesus. That Jesus is the vine that we must be connected to. Please be connected to Jesus. This morning as I was reading, I was reading the book of Acts. And I was reading about the name of Jesus. They said that the man that was healed at the beautiful gate... He was healed because of faith in Acts chapter 4 verse 17. He was healed because of faith in the name of Jesus. So this evening I was telling the Holy Spirit, I said, as we come today, we are believing that the, Holy, the power of God through the Holy Spirit should work. Not only that, but also faith in the name of Jesus should also produce miracles. I don't know if you understood, but maybe you didn't. So there are two, there are two things. So the power of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then also faith through the name of Jesus must work. Listen, we are born again. The Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Do you understand? 
we are our beginning of our faith and our end of our faith is by our connection and our association with Jesus Christ. He is the vine and we are the branches. Every tree that has branches, the branches is connected to the vine. And all the nutrients that the branches need to bring forth food, it comes from the root through the vine. Understand your connection with Jesus. Know that there is a God who is supposed to work to make sure that you do well. I'm just moving fast. And understand that Jesus is the one we are connected to. Know your God for yourself. The people that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. In Daniel chapter 11 verse 32b. May you know God for yourself. I said may you know God for yourself. When you know God for yourself, nobody will come and tell you to come to church. If we have to wake you and bring you to church, there's a problem. Grow out of that situation. If we have to beg you and give you money to come to church, then you are missing something. Grow out of that situation. If you come to church and you don't do anything, you are missing something because there is something that you must also contribute. Somebody said amen. Amen. Know that there is a God. And know that our connection is connection with Jesus. How do you connect to people? One of the ways you connect to people is through the words of the people. I go to Guinea. Guinea. West Africa is in Guinea. Not, not Guyana. Guinea. French-speaking Guinea. And I went to one northern part of Guinea in a town called Zerikori. And I was in a hotel. And on my last, no, the last day before I left, I met a young lady. And I spoke to her. I, 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 unless I'm led in a certain way, I won't come and talk to you. So I spoke to her. But I'd seen her, I was in a hotel for about three nights, three days. I saw her the first day at the breakfast. I saw her the second day on the breakfast. Then the third day I spoke with her. And the third day was the day I was even leaving. So we just chat small. Then she, I, 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 I took her number. She took my number. Something. So when I was going, she even sent a WhatsApp. Like this. I said, oh, I'm going to Liberia on my way to Ghana. So when I went to Ghana, I told her, oh, I've arrived in Ghana. So I started even chatting with her. I don't know. Hardly did I knew her. I started chatting with her. But I realized something. The following year, I went to Conakry, but she's in Conakry, but she had come to Zekori, the day, the, the northern part. So when I went the following year to Conakry, I saw her once. She came to visit, so I saw her once. But proud to that, I've been chatting with her. I've been talking with her. Then this year, I went again. But this year, it occurred to me that this girl, I'd seen, I've seen her in my life maybe three times. But I realized that I was very close to her. She's a Muslim. She's not even a Christian. She's a Muslim. Yeah. Then I said to myself that, hey, it's amazing. How am I so close to this girl? Then I realized that we chat. Even when I came here, even today, I've spoken to, I mean, not, we don't even talk. I, 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 just WhatsApp. Because she's in a situation, she's in, um, um, Dakar 
and she, there was a problem, a situation. And I, I'm always there to encourage her. Even today, I was just encouraging her. And, I, and I, I, the amazing thing is that I have met her not more than five times. But I am very close to her. And it's amazing. And you see, I mean, she has asked me questions that I don't know who has asked me those questions. Yes. She has asked me questions. She has asked me very deep questions that I'm even surprised. Because she even was surprised, I mean, the way, and she's like a man of God. She said this is the first time she's even relating with a man of God. And I'm very, I'm, I am, I am, I'm surprised. I'm so, one question she keeps asking me every time, where are you? It's like, what are you doing? At that point, I say, are you my mother? Why? Every time you're asking me this question, Tufakwa. Or Tufakwa, I don't know, the French. Tufakwa, we. Every time she's asking me that question, Tufakwa, I say, "Ah, are you my mother? And I have to tell her, oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm going here. Oh, I'm this. Every time I'm chatting with her. And I, in fact, that day when I was in Conakry, it occurred to me that you, you may not even have met the person three times, but you can be very close to the person. And you may be somebody that you even are in the same house with, but you are not close to the person. How? By your communication. That's all. And I'm saying to you people here, be close to Jesus. Be close to Jesus. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Many of us, we are not close to Jesus. His words do not abide in us. We have Bibles we don't read. Now even the Bibles are on our phone. When you are reading, the WhatsApp notification is coming. But there are no shortcuts in God. Aisha, even today, I was chatting with her. Yesterday, I talked with her. I encourage, she's in a situation to so have to talk and encourage. every time she has a problem, every time when I'm there for her. She's about there, she's a year older than my, my first girl. But I, I see that I'm very close to her. Not for any reason, just, I, I feel that God brought her into my life for a purpose. Even yesterday I was talking to her, she said I should look for a husband for her. She said I'm in the U.S., I should look for a husband in the U.S. for her. I said no problem. And I told her that they are getting a Christian for you. So will you come to? Then she asked me, so you two, will you go to the mosque? <laughs> to Fakwa. But I learned something when I was in Conakry. That I'm, and I was just, it just occurred to me that I've, I've not seen her more than five times. But I am close to her. Because we talk all the time. I make time for, there are times that I don't have time. Because, and she speaks French, she types French. So when I type the French, I put the French into a translator before I get to the English and I reply in English. And that's how we talk. It's a lot of time talking to her, so if I don't have time, I don't even want to talk to her because it's, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. But I'm close to her. Very close. How? It's amazing, just by words. Law number one. Let me just start what we are, we are, we are teaching and then let me close. What's it? I'll close very soon. Today, even what I've said, the God factor and your connection with Jesus, understand that structure. It's just important. It's just an introduction. But understand that structure. 
And then what I've just said, number three, is that be connected to Christ through his words. Christ died for us. Christ paid for our sins. No matter what sin you have committed, Christ paid for that sin. Christ has provided for us. He has provided for us. Tomorrow we will take communion. We will drink the blood of Jesus. And tomorrow morning as we drink the blood, you will drink life into your life. Somebody said amen. amen. Law number one. Fruitless Christians will be taken away. Verse two. Every branch in me that buried no fruit is taken away. Fruitless Christians will be taken away. That is why I'm here to let you know that you must be fruitful. That is why I'm here to let you know that you ought to be fruitful. Because if you are not fruitful, you'll be taken away. He said, every branch in me that bear not fruit, he taketh away. Somebody said, Amen. Amen. May you bear fruit. I said, may you bear fruit. Any kind of fruit, spiritual fruit, may you bear those fruits. I'm believing God that before I leave, may that anointing of fruitfulness come upon you. Oh, yes. I was, you know, when, when, when that anointing is upon you, that grace is upon you, everything that sometimes you seem to are involved in, it brings forth fruit. As I was even coming, I came to the U.S. not because I've, I've, I was sent to come and work. No. I came because I have, I've been given a visa that I feel I have to use. Please, are you understanding me? So, it's like I'm forced to travel. Because I've gotten a visa that I have to use. If I don't use it, when I'm going to renew the visa, they'll say that we gave you the visa, you didn't use it, so use them. So we won't give you a visa again. So I planned a trip not because I wanted to travel. And my sister and the husband live, they are pastors in the U.S. So I, the first time I came to the U.S., I couldn't see her, my only sister. So this time I said, oh, I'm coming to see you. That is why I'm coming. So I said I was just coming to see my sister. And I have a friend, my classmate, who is a pastor in Ohio. And I said, I'm going to see my classmate who is in Ohio. And then I met Bishop Collins, and I said, oh, Bishop Collins, I'll come and pass through Guyana. So as I was coming, my sister's place, Ohio and Guyana. That was my trip. But as I came, God has, ta God has taken me more different places. When I came, even my sister's place, that I landed in Newark. They said Newark, they're having a convention with me two days. Then I went to my sister's church, Philly. He blessed, the, 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 I went there the Sunday. Then a certain lady pastor who visited our church arranged in Maryland that I should pass there for another two days convention. Then I came to my friend in Ohio. Even in Ohio, I had some, my girls who are married in Dallas. By the grace of God, Tuesday, I was able to travel to Dallas to go and visit them and come back on Wednesday. And, uh, 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 sorry, uh, in, in Houston. Sorry. I went to Ohio, Ohio to Houston. Look, as I've been going around, things that I didn't plan, before I realized they have come into the... the, the, the two days, was it yesterday we went to visit uh, 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 LP Happiness? 
I didn't even have it in my plan. But before I realized, it had come inside. This afternoon, we were talking, and then before I realized, another plan had come inside. But you see, when I look at it, I see that it is not me. It's just the blessing of fruitfulness. Yeah. I'm doing missions in my church. So I oversee our missions in Liberia, our missions in Sierra Leone, our missions in Guinea, and then our missions in South Sudan. We have two churches now in South Sudan. We started two years ago. I oversee the missions. So when I, when I was coming, in fact, it wasn't even part of my plan. But when I came, I said, ah, our missionaries, children, we need tablets for them. I need some people. So I told my brother-in-law, he said, I'll organize the tablets for you. He said, well, I'll organize 20 tablets. Tablet, I don't know how you call it. Tablet, yeah. Like this, iPad. For the children, because the children do online. This morning, I was there. One lady I spoke to, she sent me a message. She said, Pastor, I have $6,000 for you for missions. My husband and I, we are giving you $6,000 I will leave it with your sister. I hear you are not there, so I'll leave it with your sister. So, when you come, then you pick it. It was not even part. I, 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 I just talked to them. I was just sharing about missions. They said, so when I was coming here, I said to myself that before I leave U.S., I must have 10 people who will support me. Make, right now, I have four people I've spoken to. They said they will support missions. Yeah. And one of them, just this morning, I can show you the message. He said, I have $6,000. My husband and I, we are giving you $6,000. I will leave it with your sister. Pick it up. What am I saying? I'm talking about the blessing of fruitfulness. That when that grace is upon you, whatever you are involved in, you will see fruit. And my prayer is that may that grace be upon you. Anything you are involved in, you will see fruit. I was talking to my wife two days ago. I said, my wife, we are blessed. I said, when I was coming to the U.S., I didn't know that. It, I can't, it's not everything I can tell you, but the blessing that God has just blessed me as I just came, two, three weeks. I told my wife, it's good I came. God, thank God for this blessing, this trip. I'm not saying that even meeting people like you is one of my greatest blessings. I've met Cherry. I admire her so much. I, I respect her. Because I, when I met her, she was sweeping outside. Yeah. And I came here and I, she was alone. She had put her phone on a chair here and she was sweeping outside. Then I asked myself, who is this? And I asked her, what is your name? And she told me your name. And such a person, I can never forget her name. Yes. Because I respect what she's doing. Nobody sees her. Only her in the morning. Late morning, she, was, she has a broom and she's sweeping outside. And I asked Pastor, so who is this? And he said, this, she teaches this, 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 but she helps with the work. I said, God bless you. And I pray that may God bless you. May God remember you always. Always. Because what you are doing, nobody sees you. Even people, when they see you, they don't even respect you. They may even look down on you. But the way me, a servant of God, I even highly esteem you. I believe that God even esteem you more. And I pray that may God bless you. In this, your country, 
May you, as you are walking here, may God elevate you and lift you high. May the blessing of fruitfulness be upon you. May you be fruitful in every kind of way. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The next one. It says that if we don't bear fruit, he will take us away. But I don't want to dwell on it because I'm interested in you bearing more fruit. I'll just end on the second one. Which says that every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, God will purge you. And the purging, the purpose is for you to bring forth more fruit. Purging. The plant that bears fruit, God has to cut it. Cut some part of, cut some things away. And his reason for cutting those things is for you to bear more fruit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's not easy cutting plants. When you are there, we have to cut part of you away. Cut part away. Cut. Cut. Cut certain things. Your temper, we have to cut. Let me read from the book and then I'll preach. Amen. Are you with me? I'm, I'm closing. After we are going to just pray. Are you with me? Expect purging because you are going to bear some good fruits. Amen. Purging is the process where unwanted qualities and conditions are removed. Purging is often abrupt, sometimes violent. When you are purged, it means you are forced to expel, eject, clear out, dismiss, discharge, eradicate, exclude something from your life. Many events in our lives are actually purging processes. Suffering through crisis and trouble has a way of clearing out unwanted attitudes, qualities, and conditions from our lives. Sometimes a marriage may purge you from unwanted pride. A job may purge you from your arrogance. An experience and a relationship may purge you from your foolishness. Hallelujah! A bad marriage experience may purge you of childhood delusions so that you can bear more fruit. Hallelujah! Some of you need to be purged of your country's traits and characteristics. Hallelujah! Purging. Let me preach now. Purging means we must cut off certain things from you. And let me tell you, God is universal. And God is one. We are all different. We come from different tribes, different backgrounds. Even in your country, I believe you come from, is it different areas or regions? Yeah. And every region is unique in its way. And their beliefs. But at the end of the day, it's not what we believe in our region. 
is what God is doing. Somebody said amen. And God takes us through the process of life to patch us so that we can bear more fruit. Sometimes God will give you a stubborn boss to work on your character and your attitude and your anger that you inherited from your grandmother. From your old granny. Amen. Your character. Your character. Work on it. God will need to pet you, need to cut you. We have a cocoa tree in the garden at Mampong. And when we were having a camp, somebody pointed out that the cocoa tree, I don't, you know cocoa? I don't know whether you know. You know cocoa? He said the cocoa tree hasn't got any fruit. And then the guy said, I've been a cocoa farmer before. He said, when I saw the cocoa tree, I realized that this cocoa tree can never bear fruit. And we said, why? He said, there is a plant which is growing around the cocoa tree. And he said, because of that plant, the nutrients that are supposed to help the cocoa tree to produce fruit, the plant is also taking those nutrients. And as long as that plant is around the cocoa tree, that cocoa tree can never bear fruit. So he said, if we want the cocoa tree to bear fruit, we must cut that plant off. When we remove that plant, the cocoa tree will bear fruit. Some of us, we, there's a certain plant by us that must be cut off. I think yesterday I talked about iron sharpened iron and pull you. Yeah. There's a certain thing that must be cut off. Allow God to have his full work in your life. Sometimes God will bring pastors like this in our lives to cut off things in our lives. God will bring a pastor in your life to cut off certain things from your life. Because sometimes we are so used to doing things in a certain way. But God will bring pastors to correct us. And it's not easy to be corrected. But if only you can go through the process, it will help you to bring forth more fruits. Am I speaking to somebody? Young girl, young boy. Just one advice can change your life. If only you can listen. I have learned that God brings, maybe tomorrow I'll talk about the pastors in our lives to help us. Yeah. Even this my trip, it was my pastor I was with and he said, I knew that I have to use my visa. But I was with my pastor and he said that, I think you have to travel and use this your visa. When he said it, immediately something came inside me. I said, look, I have to travel. And I just decided to plan a trip. And when I, I didn't have one dollar sitting there for the trip. But when I got up and I decided to plan, I bought the ticket. I bought my ticket from to Ghana to the U.S. I bought my ticket from Columbus to Houston. My ticket from Houston to here. And I'm going back. I got everything because if you buy the ticket ahead, you save. I bought everything ahead. And I just bought it. 
I just planned. I got up one, two. I didn't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money like that. That money is sitting there. And then I go for the money. No, no, I don't have money. I look for money. But you see, whenever you decide to do something, God will also help you. Yeah. I'm saying that let's respect the men of God God's bring our lives. Let's respect the senior brothers God bring our lives. Even sometimes you, you, and somebody who is even not your biological father, he may be a father to you. And I have people like that. And as, as we learn to be corrected and go through discipline, it helps you to bring forth more fruit. Train up the child in the way the child should go. Proverbs 22, 6 says, and when you train the child the way he should go, that child will never depart. The same Proverbs 22, I think verse 15, it talks about that if, 22, 15, look for it for me. Let me see if we'll find the scripture. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it away. Allow somebody, there must be somebody in your life that when the person speaks, you will listen. If everybody speaks, you will not listen. When that person comes and he speaks, you will listen. There must be somebody like that in your life. There must be somebody like that in your life. When he comes to speak about your marriage, you listen. Whether you are correct, you are not correct or whatever. Once the person says that this thing you are doing is not good, stop it. He said, okay, I'll stop. If you don't have anybody like that, you are in trouble. The prodigal son, that was his problem. I preached a message about the prodigal son. BBB. Borders and brakes. A car without brakes is a dangerous thing. Motorbike without brakes is a very dangerous motorbike. There must be somebody who can apply brakes in your life. If you don't have that, and that was the problem. The prodigal son had no brakes. When he got his money, no brakes, nothing. He just went into a far country and wasted his substance. He was living his life according to how he felt. We don't live our life according to how we feel. We live our life the way we, must, we have to. Yes. There must be somebody who can speak into your life and when the person speaks, you say, you may even tell the person, I don't agree with you, but because you have said it, I will obey. When I was coming, pastor was even telling me some experience. He said, they asked him from this, and he said, I didn't like it, but I did it. And he said, today when I look back, I said, thank God I did what I did. Because when you were a child, every child, there's foolishness in your heart. It's the rod of correction that drives the foolishness away. If we don't beat the child and correct the child, the child will be grow and become something else. The Bible says that the children, the branch that God loves, he pets it, he cuts it, he trims it, he disciplines it so that it will bring forth much fruit. Learn to subject yourself to discipline. The church is quiet. Yes, I know. I'm not preaching here. This one, this one, I'm hitting you small. Everybody, you must get, you must have somebody that can speak into your life. 
When they speak, you will listen. It may be that pastors, thank God for pastors. Tomorrow I'll share, tomorrow I'll, I'll be, I'll just share about supernatural laws of fruitfulness. Yeah. And one of it is the power of the church. Yeah. But tonight, more fruits. The Bible says that the ones that he loves, he pets it so that he brings more fruit. Amen. May we allow ourselves to be disciplined so that we'll bring forth more fruit. Even the church, when you come to church, to sit down 45 minutes and not get up. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a yes. Because maybe where you are coming from, every two minutes you get up. But you come and sit down in the church. They say, sit down, don't get up. You are getting on the ashes, say, go and sit down, go and sit down. We are not happy. But that thing alone is changing something inside you. Yes. I don't want to go on and on, but you have been patched. Allow yourself to be patched so that you can bring forth more fruit. It's good to receive that supernatural blessing, but you must also allow yourself. And if you look at the disciples, Jesus, they finished eating. He said, go and collect the basket of the food that is left. You are wasting the food. He said, gather up the fragments that remain that none be wasted. Come on, go and collect. They had to go around the whole place and they collected pieces of food and fish head and bones that were left. But he made them better people and better leaders. Amen. The next one. Verse, I will just close on this next one. There's more. He said, every branch he made up. The next verse. And every brand that therefore he paid that may bring forth more. He said, You are clean through the word I have spoken unto you. Somebody say the word of God. I think I've mentioned it. May we live by the word. Build your life on the foundation of the word of God. In other words, when you are doing something, ask yourself that what does the word say about this? When you are behaving in a certain way, when you are angry and you are behaving in a certain way. Ask yourself that what does the word say about it? I have a scripture, James chapter 1, I think verse 23. Hey, James chapter 1, it, is a, it changed me about anger. It says that the, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I used to get angry, but I learned that when I get angry, I shouldn't do anything because anything I do, it will not work the righteousness of God. And that scripture changed me. So anytime I get angry, I just relax. And then I breathe. <laughs> breathe, breathe, breathe. And then I begin. Did you find the scripture? For 20. For the wrath of man worketh. This scripture, it changed me about anger. The scripture. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I learned that anytime I am angry, I will never take a major decision. Anytime I am angry, I will not react. I will be quiet and let the anger die. Well, the Bible says you can be angry, but make sure that you don't sin in your anger. Allow the word of God to wash you and to clean you. When you come and pastor preach, don't say they are talking about me and they are preaching about me. If we preach about you, take it like that. Let it correct you. Brother. He said you are clean through the washing of the water. You see, the word of God washes you and cleans you. 
and allow yourself. That's why you don't have to miss a Sunday. Every year I pray that may I not miss a Sunday. Because I know that every time I hear the word of God, it washes me, it cleans me, it makes me better. Sometimes I don't even feel anything, but I just believe that I'm being washed by the word. Are you with me? To bear more fruit, you must be allowed, you must allow the word of God to wash you, to cleanse you. And then the next one, it says, abide, the next verse, quickly. Number four, quickly, quickly, quickly. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more than ye, except you abide in me. I'll end here and say that abide in Christ. Amen. Amen. Stay connected. You know the song? Stay connected to the church. Stay connected to Christ. One of the ways you can be connected to Christ is to be connected to the church. The church family. As I even traveled, I realized that apart from my sister, even my sister took me to her church and I connected to the church family. I realized that if, where I slept, everything is the church family. The people, hotel, Maryland, they put me in the hotel, the church family. Ohio, I came to my, my friend's place, his church. I came to Houston. Houston, I was with Reverend, church family. I came here. I'm being hosted by Honorable in your church. <laughs> abide in Christ. I said abide in Christ. Stay in Christ. The young ones, stay in the Lord. Amen. Stay in Christ. Abide in him. Be connected to him by his word. Be connected to him by the church. Be connected to him by doing something in the church. Ephesians 4 says, 16, every joint supplies. Stay connected to the church. You will see one day that one of the greatest family that you have your biological family is there, but one of the greatest family God will bless you with is the church family. Yeah. It's the church family. And you will notice that the church family is one family that is there forever. Stay connected. And may God bless you. Hallelujah. Tonight, I've just spoken about Jesus' law of fruitfulness. But I started by saying how important God, the God factor. And everything that you do, know that there is a God. And know that God is interested in you even more than yourself. Number two, know that there is a vine that we have to be connected to. That is Jesus. Stay with Jesus. And then I talked about the fact that every branch that does not bear fruit, he purges it throws it away. The branch that bears fruit, he will purge you. Even as you are doing well, he will purge you so that you will bring forth more fruit. And then he says, we are clean by the word. Depart not from the word. And the last thing, which is almost like the second, is that let's abide in Jesus Christ. How do you abide in him? Through his word. How do you abide in him? Through the church. How do you abide in him? Through working in the church. Doing something for Christ. Hallelujah. 
And I believe that as we follow, we can go on and on and on. There are about eight of them. But let me just end on this one. Amen. And as we follow, may God cause you to bear more fruit. Tonight, I want to pray for you that the grace to bear more fruit will come upon you. Yes. Some of you, God has to deal with your anger. Some of you, God has to deal with your temper. Some of the men, God has to deal with our pride. We are too proud. Sometimes our wives even, I know, sometimes my wife will say something and I know that what my wife is saying is true. It's true. But because I'm the man, I will do, uh, I, I want to do this. When I do it and I go, I go away, the mean I know that, that boy, you are being foolish. Get, 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 get to the or women, what I'm saying, you see me. Or brothers, what I'm saying, do you understand? Yes. But sometimes, like our pride that we are the man, put it aside. Sometimes you have to put your pride aside and say, I am sorry. That's all. Your inability to say, I am sorry, can destroy the marriage or the relationship. You have to put your pride and say, I, I, I went wrong. I am sorry. Baby, I'm wrong. Oh? Yes. But the men, they don't want to say sorry. There are some people, they, never, they don't know how to say sorry. They don't know how to say please. They don't know how to say thank you. Thank you, baby. When they bring, when you have given her money and she has prepared food and she serves you with the food, say thank you for the food. You need some more money? Tonight, I believe that there's a miracle for everybody. I've just thought briefly, but for just a few minutes, I want to pray for a miracle for you. The power of God will come upon us. And number two, faith in the name of Jesus will cause a miracle to come your way. Whatever thing you are believing God tonight, I don't know what it is that you want God to do for you, but ask him tonight. There's a grace available. I have prayed for you even before I came. I have sought God for a miracle for you. And I say, God, as we come, visit your children. I don't know what you want God to do. I don't know what your challenge is. But I believe that there is a miracle for you. Whoever you are, it doesn't matter what you have been through. Stand to your feet for a minute, please. Why don't you thank God? Thank him for a miracle. What you want God to do, don't ask him. Thank him that he's done it. Thank him for a miracle. Thank him for a miracle. I have prayed for you. Everybody, I sang this song for his grace. There's a miracle. Everybody, there's a miracle for you. I don't know what you want God to do. Oh, Sakala, Maria, Maria. 
Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. For you are great. You do miracles so great. You do miracles so great. Oh, the presence of the Lord is here with us. The presence of the Lord is here with us.